Welcome to Marriage Devotionals with Jeff and Debbie, a weekly opportunity to listen in as they share their personal devotionals to encourage you and yours. And now, here's your hosts, national speakers and authors, Jeff and Debbie. January 15th, Luke 8, 4 through 8. Ears to hear. I'm going to go ahead and read that whole passage of Luke 8, 4 through 8. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. So, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, Luke 8, 8. He who has Christ's spirit will find in his teaching a hidden manna, Thomas Kempis. Jesus uses this imperative 14 times in the Gospels and Revelation. It is a common but curious command in his teachings, and it raises a lot of questions for us. Why, for example, would the one who was sent to seek and to save us seem so casual about who hears and obeys? Why is he not pleading with the obstinate to repent? We may never know some of the intricacies of God's salvation, why some believe while others don't. The reasons are mysterious to us. But one thing is clear. Jesus comes with the expectation that some will be ready to receive his message enthusiastically. And with that clear expectation comes the negative implication, some will not. There are stubborn hearts in this world, listeners without ears, those who will not open themselves to the possibility of the truth of the gospel. Even among believers, Jesus faced this resistance. Many who accepted his claims could not or simply would not accept all of his teachings. See John 6, 60-66, for example. Then and now, we see a strange phenomenon. Priceless, eternal truth is often not welcome in human hearts. This ability to hear has profound implications for unbelievers. Rebellious souls cannot hear the words of Jesus, really hear them, until they recognize and acknowledge their own insufficiency. One of the greatest ironies of our age is that those who most often claim open-mindedness and the potentials of human enlightenment have completely shut their ears to Jesus. But this concept also has profound implications for us. We, too, must always be on guard and aware of our insufficiency, Human nature gravitates towards rebellion and its inevitable result, deafness. Jesus almost always uses this phrase after a difficult message. His hard teachings are often a stumbling block, but we can use them as a true test of the openness of our hearts. When Jesus' words grate against our natural inclinations, we must ask ourselves, do I have ears to hear? How we respond will indicate the condition of our hearts. Before you even start responding, all I'm thinking about was yesterday morning when you were just trying to share something that you thought I, I would want to hear about the way that I was like processing, and I did not have ears to hear it. <laughs> I didn't have a heart to hear it, and because of it, it caused conflict for us, and that whole thing of you know, rebellious souls can't hear the words of Jesus, really hear them until they recognize and acknowledge their own insufficiency. It's true in marriage too. I, I was having a rebellious moment against you just trying to help me out, but I couldn't hear your help because I didn't want to recognize and acknowledge that 
I might need to work on something, do something different, <laughs> you know? I, I appreciate you saying it that way, but remember what I said yesterday, and that is that I didn't start off that whole thing in a, a positive way that would allow you to be open at that point. I was trying to concentrate to follow you in the direction you were going, and I was making that face where I'm like, to you, it had to be seen as, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> or where the heck are you going? And um, so that's not like, I'm already communicating to you in a way that would would put you in defensiveness. So I don't want you to take all the responsibility for well, I don't have to take that all discussion the being more difficult than it had to be. But I do think it goes back to this whole thing of, you know, it says there are stubborn hearts in this world, listeners without ears, those who will not open themselves to the possibility of the yeah. truth of, of the gospel. That's true about the truth of the gospel, yeah. but it's true about truths that our spouse want is trying to share with yeah. us too. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the fact that you wanted to share it to me and, and I appreciate the fact that you forgave me yesterday and all that. But I going back to an, a bigger thing, you know, Truth isn't always welcome in sinful or closed-off hearts. Yeah. And so I thank you for the fact that that in our marriage, we try to keep our hearts open to, to hearing your our truth to each other and God's truth in our marriage. So Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm always saying, like when we do our marriage intensives, how overwhelmed I feel before we go to do those mm -hmm. and that I've finally realized it's a good thing because it makes me more open to hearing what yes. God wants to say to me. Whereas if I think I I can somehow help change a heart or change a marriage, mm -hmm. then I'm not as reliant on Him. And because I'm not as reliant, I'm not as inclined to be listening yes. intently to wow. his voice. Yeah, and I, th I think I've got to remember the same in, in my marriage with you. Mm. I've, got to, <laughs> I've got to constantly remember I don't have all the answers and my way of doing things is not always the right way. Mm. And I, I need to constantly be listening for your input, listening for your perspective. Yeah. Even if I think I see it clearly, I may not until I am inclined to to hear you and not just to be listening. Lord, I just want to say thank you for the fact that you do remind us over and over in our scripture that that we've got to be willing to have ears to hear your truth. Mm -hmm. I ask you for forgiveness when, um, like this devotional says, that when I choose to gravitate toward rebellion and then that result is deafness. I, I don't want to do what I know yeah. I should, so I can't hear what you're telling me to do. So I ask for your forgiveness in times, whether it's in my marriage or in my relationship with you or others or whatever. Thank you, God, for the fact that you still care and you keep, you keep speaking truth even sometimes when we don't want to listen to it. Lord, I recognize that a lot of times it's easier to hear your truth when we feel like it's being spoken directly from you. It's when you're giving us your truth and it's being spoken through the voice of our spouse that sometimes it's just more difficult because mm -hmm. our pride gets in the way. Or don't ever let me get so arrogant that I'm not willing to acknowledge that I've heard from you through Debbie's voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, please keep me from ever being so prideful that I'm not willing to respond 
uh, just as much when I hear you through her. And Lord, I pray for the couples who are out there who struggle, first of all, just individually to hear from you. Maybe your voice is telling them you need to forgive mm-hmm. or you need to reconcile or you need to just go in there and put your arms around your spouse and hold them. I pray that um, you would grow their faith in you first and foremost so that they would trust what you are telling them to do is always for their good and your glory. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.